Hello everyone, welcome to the Archives Guy podcast. Episode 9, Hockey in Cambridge, a rich history in three communities. Well, we're finally back at it after a few weeks off. The whole COVID situation has really zapped my energy for doing anything productive lately, so I apologize for the delay in getting to the next episode. I started listening to my favorite podcaster, Mike Duncan, in his series Revolutions, and it really helped me get me motivated again uh, to work on this. I'm really enjoying his current series on the Russian Revolution. If you're a history buff like I am, I highly recommend you check it out. With this series or his previous one, The History of Rome, there'd be no Archives Guy podcast. And it's extremely easy to listen to, even if you're not a hardcore history nerd, so please check it out. Okay, back at it. Next up, we're going to look at the history of hockey in Cambridge. For this episode, I'm going to break it into four parts. The first is going to cover one of my favorite local history stories, the amazing story of the Preston Rivulets. Next, we'll look at Hespler and Hespler hockey sticks. Then we'll look at the world-famous Galt Arena Gardens, the oldest continuing operating arena in the world. We'll then wrap it up with a look at hockey in Cambridge since 1973's amalgamation. Up first, though, is probably my favorite local history story, the Preston Rivulets. Episode 9.1, The Amazing Story of the Preston Rivulets, the most dominant hockey team of all time? According to some sources, the Preston Rivulets hockey team was organized in 1930, partially to answer a dare. No one could have dreamed how successful the team would become. According to this legend, the Rivulets hockey team originated in an incident that took place at the old Lother Street Arena in 1930. Some members of the Preston Rivulets girls softball team were in deep discussion concerning plans for their immediate future. One of the groups suggested the formation of a women's hockey team. When an onlooker scoffed at the idea and challenged them to follow through, the team was born. At the first practice, nine players were signed to the club. They were Hilda and Nellie Ransacum, Marm and Helen Schmuck, Marg Gabatas, Myrtle Parr, Toddy Webb, Pat Marriott, and Helen Sue. With the help of women's sports reporter Alexandrine Gibb, they formed Preston's first women's hockey team and acquired local arena manager Herb Foch as their head coach. Hilda is probably the most famous of the Rivulets. She was called the greatest women's player of her era. Carl Linscombe, Detroit Red Wings player from 1937 to 1946, recalled, and I quote, that he played hockey with and against Hilda and her sister Nellie, who was the goaltender, on the Grand River in Preston and Galt. Hilda was just as good as any boy, and better than most, myself included. When we picked teams, she was always the first one chosen. Many people who saw Hilda play believed she could have played in the NHL if that were possible at the time. Unfortunately, statistics weren't tracked then, so stat junkies like me don't get the chance to fawn over the numbers and show even more how good she was. The story goes that she was always very humble about her accomplishments and said that the whole team was the most valuable player. Everyone I've talked to who had the pleasure of knowing Hilda has always mentioned how incredible of a person she was. She was inducted into Canada's Sports Hall of Fame in 2015. I can only imagine the attention she would have received had she played today. 
What an amazing role model for young girls that they can play with anyone. Hilda and her teammates were way ahead of their time. It would have been awesome to have seen them playing in the Olympics and winning gold for Canada. Now as for the team, they entered a league composed of teams from Toronto, Kitchener, Stratford, London, Hamilton, Guelph, and Port Dover. They played many of their games at the old Lowther Street Arena, which stood near the corner of Lowther and Main Streets in Preston. Sadly, it has since been demolished. The Revillettes quickly rose to the top of the league, easily outclassing their opposition. As the years went by and the team's reputation grew, other players were added their talents to the roster. Now, I apologize for in advance if I mess up any names, but they included Violet Hall, Sheila Leahy, Gladys Hawkins, Norma Heupel, Ruth Dargill, Elvis Williams, Faye Hilborn, Winnie Macro, Eleanor Fairgreaves, Midge Robertson, and Mary Beilstein. As of the recording of this episode, Norma Heupel is the last living member of the team. Here's a little rundown of the Rivulets in the 1930s to give you a better idea of how dominant they were. 1931. After only a few months of practice, the Preston Rivulets officially debut in the Ladies Ontario Hockey Association, the LOHA, and won their first game against the Grimsby Peaches. Since the team had joined the league late in the season, this was also the qualifying games for the division championship playoff. The Rivulets would continue and defeat the Port Dover Sailorettes, the London Silverwoods, and the Pembroke Ladies to become division champions. 1933, as the Western Canadian champions, the Edmonton Rustlers, paid for the Preston Rivulets to travel to Edmonton and face them in the first ever Dominion Championship. However, the flu-ravaged Rivulets lost to the um, Rustlers in the first playoff game and tied in the finals. These playoffs would mark the first time the team played outside of Ontario, as well as the first loss of the Rivulets' career. The championship loss was questioned by some, as allegedly the referee came into the Rivulets' dressing room after the playoffs and apologized, stating, Sorry girls, I couldn't let you win. 1934 Despite beating the Toronto Vagabonds to become the Eastern Canadian champions, times were hard for the Preston Rivulets, due in large part to the Great Depression. They could not secure funding to host the Edmonton Rustlers for the Dominion Championship, which resulted in the team having to default the championship title to the Rustlers. 1935, the Preston Rivulets defeat the Montreal Maroons and the Summerside Primrose AC to become the Eastern Division champions. The team would go on to beat the Winnipeg Eatons on their home ice on home ice and claim the first their first ever Dominion Championship. The town held a gala banquet in their honor. This season also saw the retirement of founding member Helen Schmuck, who would later return to the Rivulets in 1938. 1936. To keep costs down, the Preston Rivulets sent only eight players to face the Montreal Maroons in the Eastern Canadian Championship. They beat the Maroons 9-2, and their victory was uh, reported even in the New York Times. Facing financial challenges uh, again after traveling to Montreal, the Rivulets were unable to travel to Winnipeg for the Dominion Championship. 
This forced the team again to default the title, this time to the Winnipeg Olympics. So we flash forward to 1939. By the end, so by the end of the 30s, and winning three consecutive Dominion championships, 1937, 1938, and 1939. The team's reputation for excellence had spread well beyond Canada's borders, and in 1939, the Rivulets were invited to demonstrate their skills in Europe. Unfortunately, the outbreak of World War II forced the cancellation of the tour. The war had an even greater effect on the team the following year, when it was forced to fold when it could no longer honor its travel commitments because of government-imposed gasoline rationing. Due to the financial, financial constrictions of the war, the Ladies Ontario Hockey Association shut down, forcing the Rivulets to disband. The women also found themselves helping with the war effort, as well as having families. In a 10-year span, the Rivulets were 10-time winners of the Bobby Rosenfeld Trophy that was presented each year to the champions of Ontario. They were also six-time winners of the Elmer Dose Champion uh, Cup Eastern Canadian Championship. They won the trophy each time they competed for it. The team's crowning achievement was capturing the Lady Bestborough Trophy as Canada champion six times. These accomplishments are just insane. Think of any of the great dynasties in sports. Uh, the Bulls in basketball, the Canadians in the 70s in hockey, uh, the Patriots in football, the Yankees. Um, it's just insane to think that um, like none of these dynasties even come close to that level of, do of dominance. So let's take these stats into account. The Preston Rivulets had a winning percentage of over 95%. Over a 10-year span, the team had a record of 346 wins, two losses, and two ties. They accumulated 693 points out of a possible 700. This record is still unmatched in the history of Canadian uh, women's hockey, and I think you'd have a hard time finding any hockey team able to match that dominance. They really may have been the most dominant hockey team of all time. Although the team was now gone, it was not forgotten. And in 1963, the Preston Rivulets hockey team was inducted into the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. They would later be inducted into both the City of Cambridge Hall of Fame and the Cambridge Sports Hall of Fame in 1996 and 1997, respectively. There is also an exhibit to the Rivulets at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. It is my hope that someday the team is inducted into this Hall of Fame and to the International Ice Hockey Hall of Fame, as this is the pinnacle of hockey greatness, and it is long time past that the Rivulets received this honour. It would also help promote women's hockey and help inspire new generations of girls to play hockey or any sport. They should be in these Hall of Fames, not because they are women, but because of their amazing, amazing accomplishments on the ice that are truly in a class of their own. The legacy of the Preston Rivulets continues today. A new Cambridge women's team has operated since 2004. After eight successful seasons in the Provincial Women's Hockey League, the Cambridge Fury underwent a rebrand and have been known as the Cambridge Rivulets since 2012. This team aims to carry on the legacy of their namesake as Cambridge's premier female hockey team. They currently play out of the Preston Memorial Auditorium.
On February the 15th, 2016, the formation of the Preston Rivulets uh, team was named a National Historic Event. In December 2017, a federal historical marker plaque was unveiled at the Preston Odd. Later, even still, the Preston Rivulets were immortalized in a musical called Glory. In 2018, writer and choreographer Tracy Power retold the inspirational story of the Preston Rivulets as a live theater production. Titled Glory, the play takes audiences through the inaugural 10-year run of the team and their many struggles and victories. The play premiered at the Western Canada Theatre and then moved on to um, yeah, a series of Alberta theatre projects. The production was also on stage for the first time in Ontario at the Hamilton Family Theatre in Cambridge. I was lucky enough to see it. It was amazing and truly honoured the women of the Rivulets, their story, and introduced them to a whole new generation. The, store, the story was eventually um, also played at three other Drayton Entertainment venues, the Huron County Playhouse, second, the King's Wharf Theatre, and the Drayton Festival Theatre. The story of the Rivulets is an amazing example of how a group of women well ahead of their time came together and succeeded, and set an example not just for women, but for anyone looking to accomplish their dreams. I really hope you enjoyed learning about the Rivulets, and I encourage you to share this story, especially with young girls. This is one of my favorite local history stories, as it is so inspired, and I'm so excited to have shared it with you. Thanks to lis uh, for listening to another episode of the Archives Guy podcast. Stay tuned for parts two, three, and four of our look at the history of hockey in Cambridge. Next, in part two of our series, we will move on to Hespler and look at Hespler hockey sticks and how a little, small little stick-making business became a dominant player in the huge market of hockey equipment, even making hockey sticks for the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky. As always, please give the podcast a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, give it a follow on social media or Instagram. I really appreciate the support. I hope you enjoyed this episode as, like I say, we continue to explore our story.